Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome to True Crime Garage. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and this guy behind the glass is the captain, and together we are the Wild Stallions. Be excellent to each other. It's good to be seen, and it's good to see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Today, we are very proud to be featuring Swag Summer Wheat Ale by the incredible people at Black Hog Brewing Company. This is an American wheat ale brewed with organic grapefruit peel and fresh ground sage, ABV 4.7%, available in cans, and on the can is a majestic hog holding a grapefruit. Garage grade, a big four and three quarter bottle caps out of five. And today we are happy as hogs, thanks to our good garage friends right here. First up, a shout out and a big, big thank you to Britta and Marissa in Oxford, Connecticut. And a big say away to Sally in Bluebell, Pennsylvania. Next, let's throw a shout out way over the pond to Isabel and Paul in London. And a big cheers, mates, to Sarah in Simi Valley, California. Next up, we have Maggie C. and Ted C. in beautiful parts unknown. And last but not least, we have Demetria, who says, I like your jib and sending love from the great state of Texas. Well, we're sending love back to everybody out there who contributed to this week's beer fund. And we like your jib. If you'd like to donate to us, go to our website, truecrimegarage.com. Click on the donate banner. And also check out our store page. We have a lot of awesome shirts. We got some tank tops for the ladies for the summertime. Get those before they run out. We got a new color this week. So check that out at truecrimegarage.com. Also, check us out on the Stitcher app. It is free. Yeah, if you want to listen to True Crime Garage 2015, 2016, 2017, 18 what have you the stitcher app is free and we are on there so go and get that now that is enough of the business everybody gather around grab a chair grab a beer 
Let's talk some true crime. The family of Mackenzie Lewick has issued a statement. The police are also providing new details about the last time the University of Utah senior was seen. Fox 13's Matt McDonald is live at Hatch Park in North Salt Lake tonight to explain. Matt, what can you tell us? Well, I can tell you this. Hatch Park behind me is where Mackenzie Lewick asked to be taken and was dropped off by her Lyft driver one week ago tonight. Now, after looking at surveillance video from the area and talking to that Lyft driver, police believe she met someone there at 3 o'clock in the morning. 1.35 a.m. June 17th, Lewick's flight arrives in Salt Lake City. She'd been in California for a family funeral. Early Monday morning, the 17th of June when she texted her mother at 2.01 a.m. Mountain Time. For more than an hour, she remained at the airport where surveillance cameras are everywhere. We reviewed that tape and we have, we, we are not, uh, we're not gonna release that right now. At 2.42 a.m., Mackenzie got into a lift car. At 2.59 in the morning, she arrived at her requested destination, Hatch Park in North Salt Lake. Detectives have spoken with the lift driver and learned that Mackenzie was met at Hatch Park by an individual in a vehicle. Police believe she met with the person at the park willingly. The make and the model of the car has not been determined. From here, Mackenzie disappeared. Does Mackenzie have an alternate phone that she has used or is using? Who did Mackenzie meet in North Salt Lake City? Does Mackenzie have any social media accounts we don't know about? One more question police are trying to answer. Does she want to be found? She has no obligation to call the police department or anyone else and say, here's where I went. Chris Burbank is a former Salt Lake City police chief. He says police are doing the right thing, calling Lewick missing, but not necessarily in danger. In this circumstance, it would certainly be tragic if this young woman is in fact in danger and we didn't do enough. Late this afternoon, the Lewick family issued a statement. It reads, in part, our primary goal is to find Mackenzie and bring her home. Her family is grateful for the concern, prayers, and the tireless efforts of the Salt Lake City Police and members of the community. Salt Lake City Police have set a, a dedicated tip line just for this case. You can find that phone number on our website. Matt McDonald, Fox 13 News, Utah. Matt, thank you. As we just mentioned, Mackenzie Lewick is a senior at the University of Utah. A spokesperson for the school says the U is deeply concerned about her well-being. The dean of students at the university has been in contact with her parents and has expressed, you know, our our desire to, to the campus community for her, her safe return and offering whatever support we can. Nelson went on to say the university is cooperating with police. The school is also offering counseling to students and staff who may need someone to talk to. In the trailer there, that is Fox News 13 out of Utah. This story was and remains big news. This is the missing persons case of Mackenzie Lewick. And as you heard there, just after one week, detectives in Salt Lake have what looks to be some promising leads and an interesting timeline. Mackenzie Lewick was born in El Segundo, California in 1995. 
She grew up there with three brothers, and her parents are Greg and Diana Lewick. She attended El Segundo High School and played on the water polo team. After high school, she went off to the University of Utah, where she studied nursing and other studies. She's a member of the Alpha Chi Omega sorority. She worked for some time at a Starbucks and then at another coffee shop. But per her LinkedIn account, she more recently was working at PRA Health Sciences Lab in Mill Creek, Utah. Even though she was living in another state and busy with her studies and worked, she maintained a very close relationship with her parents and both sets of grandparents. Sadly, last month, funeral services were held in California for Mackenzie's grandmother. For this, she flew home. After a brief stay, she returned to Utah. The night of June 16th, she took a red-eye flight from Los Angeles to Salt Lake City, arriving in Salt Lake at 1.35 a.m. In Salt Lake, she texted her mother at 2.01 a.m., letting her know that she arrived safely. She waited to collect her luggage from the baggage claim, and then using the Lyft app, she scheduled a ride to pick her up at the airport. There are security cameras everywhere in the airport, and she can be seen texting, waiting on her bags, and walking through the airport. At no time is she seen talking to anyone. The Lyft vehicle picks her up at the airport at 2.42 a.m. Now, we know 23-year-old Mackenzie Lewick is later reported as missing, and unfortunately, this is really starting to sound like a terrible, terrible tragedy, like so many stories that we have heard before. You know, recent stories of young women getting into a vehicle from a car service and then going missing. You know, we've seen this movie before, and unfortunately, we know how it's going to end, and the ending is a bad one. But very quickly, we can move on from that theory because we get news that the Salt Lake City PD, they start looking into McKenzie's life and her internet and social media activity, digital detectives sifting through data. We learn a few very, very important key elements to this case. One, law enforcement they know who the Lyft driver is, and they speak with this driver. And two, there's evidence to suggest that McKenzie was delivered by the Lyft driver to a location of her choosing and arrived at this location unharmed. We'd have that data from the Lyft driver to let us know where her final destination was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so from the information collected through her phone and the Lyft app, and the eyewitness statements given to police from the Lyft driver, here is what we learn. Mackenzie did not schedule for the car service to take her home. Mm -hmm. She requested a drop-off at Hatch Park. This, is, this location is in North Salt Lake City and located 20 minutes from Mackenzie's home, which is near Trolley Square. She arrived at Hatch Park at 2.59 a.m. The Lyft driver says McKenzie was very obviously, she was meeting someone there. Right. Now, as far as I could find, the Lyft driver's identity has not been released. I think in the beginning of this whole thing, that may have thrown some more suspicion in the public's eye toward the driver, but the driver tells police, 
McKenzie was meeting someone, and whoever it was, McKenzie got into that other car willingly. The description of the vehicle of the person or persons she was meeting is reported as unavailable, but it could just be that the Lyft driver was unable to provide one to law enforcement. You'd think you'd at least know what kind of car she got into, whether or, or not even what brand of car, but like, was it a sedan? Was it an SUV? Yeah, he he or she, the driver, probably gave a very vague description. Would be my guess. They're they're looking to move on to their next drive, looking to pick up their next fare. Right. But again, through information deduced. Right, but hold on, you're meeting people at a park. This is not a normal drop off. You know, most of the time people are picking somebody up from the airport, maybe driving them to their car, Mm -hmm. picking somebody up from the airport, driving them back to their house. You're probably, we're talking about probably a very small percent that at three o'clock in the morning is picking up a young female and driving her to a park to meet somebody. I would guess, yeah, incredibly small, if not zero. This might be the first of its kind. Right. Again, through information deduced from data on Mackenzie's phone, we learn even more after texting her parents after she arrived in Salt Lake City. Mackenzie was texting someone else. She's texting 31-year-old Aola Ajayi, and the police quickly figure out that both Mackenzie's phone and Ajayi's phone are pinging and are in close proximity. And their location is both Hatch Park. This is at 3 a.m. on June 17th, 2019. Right, so this gives us some evidence that she's texting, one, this individual, but two, this is probably the person that she's going to meet up with. Yes. Uh, Police speak with Ajayi, and going into this, they know he was communicating via text and likely through other means as well with Mackenzie. Ajayi does not deny communications with McKenzie. However, he says he last texted her at 6 p.m. The investigators have different information, proof that McKenzie texted Ajayi at 2.58 a.m. Now, remember, per Lyft, she was dropped off at 2.59 a.m., just one minute after that text, and her phone and Ajayi's phone are in very close proximity and in Hatch Park at 3 a.m., so... Right, but just to play devil's advocate, she's texting him. Do, do do they have evidence that he's texting her back after 6 p.m.? Um, That I don't know. The only thing that I could find reported was that she texted Jai at 2.58 a.m. And again, it's it's no coincidence. There's no defense here. It's it's She's texting him, and then one minute later, she's dropped off, and both their phones are in Hatch Park. At that time. So this is where you go, okay, we might have a got him moment. But it's the problem here that they're going to run into, and they don't arrest Ajayi after talking with him, and we'll get into that in a bit. But the other thing here that we, we need to go through is what law enforcement knows that took place shortly after McKenzie arrived at Hatch Park. At some point, her phone is turned off. And once police started looking for McKenzie, they announced that they had no known activity from her regarding her cell phone or Internet. As they put it, her cell phone is not ringing. 
No calls, no email, no social media, nothing. Right. Just like we heard in the trailer, they have former Salt Lake City police chief talking there. And what he's saying is that at this time in the investigation, yes, she is missing. But the question is, is she in danger? Right. So we have evidence that her phone is obviously there. We have evidence from the Lyft driver that he took her to the park. But once that phone is turned off, we're not going to get any more pings. No, right. not from her. So what what they are looking for at this point in the investigation, they very publicly say this. They're saying, hey, look, not only do we need your help in locating this missing individual, but we would like to know if anybody out there is aware of her having a second cell phone that, that we are unaware of. Right. Or if she has some social media accounts that we are currently unaware of, or if there's anything that she would have under a different name regarding internet or social media. Mm -hmm. But again, the problem here is very simply this, that at that state in the investigation, yes, McKenzie is missing, but is she in fact in danger? Because police are very suspicious of this guy that they've talked to, but McKenzie missing is technically not a crime and without evidence that she was abducted there's really no crime to charge this man with but that's not going to stop law enforcement from getting a search warrant to search this man's home and property right it's not like mckenzie went running in the park and we just never seen her she's an adult she was meeting another adult she has every right to do so she has every right to turn off her phone so Who knows where she's at. Mm -hmm. And the thing here too is they don't really understand they being law enforcement. They can't get any confirmation from anybody in McKenzie's close life of why she would be speaking to this man that they, that law enforcement is suspicious of. They don't know what the connection is between the two of them. Well, you're going to find this more and more with social media. There's a lot of people that have, kind of like pen pals online, you know, friends online, but you might not know each other in person. I think, so we have a a bunch of reasons here why I think they're able to get this search warrant fairly easily. It looks like Mm -hmm. it's probably for a multitude of reasons, but of those, some quick ones to point out is first, Ajayi's story is not lining up with the facts that law enforcement know to be true regarding this whole timeline. Right. Remember, his texting timeline is significantly off from what he's telling them to what they can prove, what they can see on paper. So are they able to go, I I don't know this answer, maybe you do, are they able to go to a judge and say, we have evidence that this this individual was texting this other individual, and when we ask them about it, they they are lying. Is that does that give them some kind of probable cause? Exactly, that's exactly what it gives them. They they are going to get a probable cause search warrant mm. for this man's property. Now, keep in mind whatever they've released to the public is probably the sh- a much shorter version of what they know and what they're holding on to where you asked if did did a text 
her after the time that he said that they last communicated. Right. They know that if he did or did not, they've just not, they're not choosing to release that information. That money he did. His story. Yeah. His story is very plain and simple. The last time I text with her was 6 PM the day before. And they, what they have released publicly is they're saying at two fifty eight AM she texts you. Right. So that's your story's off there to begin with. But then on top of that, this is what's even more disturbing is they have neighbors of his that come forward and yeah. they say he was out burning something in his backyard on June 17th and June 18th and using gasoline to burn whatever it was that, that he was burning. And on top of that, there, he also denied knowing what McKenzie even looked like and denies viewing her social media profile picture, but they found at least one of those photos on his phone. His neighbors are coming out and saying, because she goes missing the early morning of June 17th. Neighbors come out and say he's burning something on June 17th and 18th. Yes, in his backyard using gasoline. So it's with that information, probably with some more information that we are unaware of, that they are able to secure this probable cause warrant to search his home and property. They don't make any butts about it. I think that the words that they used, they being law enforcement, was we believe that his home, his property is the nexus of this case. Is, is where her where this missing persons case is going to lead us. And we believe, not only do we believe we should get a warrant for there, we believe we're going to find something of significance there. Right. Which they do. They found within the ashes of whatever he was burning, they found some of her, like remains of some of her belongings, as well as some, some flesh remains from Mackenzie which they do the proper testing on this and they confirm very quickly through DNA that that whatever those remains were came from Mackenzie Lewick. Right. So who is this, this Ajayi guy? Who is this creep? Well, he's not, he's not 100% unknown to law enforcement. He's somebody that has been accused of rape in the past, although the charges were dropped. Ajayi joined the Army National Guard, but apparently never attended any type of training. So even though he signed up, he was never really... He never joined. He just signed up. Right, right. That's the Mm -hmm. wording that should be used there. Kind of like me and gym memberships. After this, he started studying computer science at Utah State University, Mm. but never graduated, according to the college records that are provided to this newspaper that I'm reading from. The, The thing here is his life really takes a turn. And this is in 2014 when he... A lot of people that study computer, their lives take turns. Well, this is when he became the suspect in a rape investigation. Yeah. And this is from the North Park Police Department. The investigation itself was halted. It was dropped because eventually this woman decided to not press charges. I've seen some sources that say that he 
that Ajayi was not allowed on the campus for either months or years after the fact. Right. I don't know how that plays into that whole scenario, but that could 100% play into him not ever graduating from the school. Right. According to the Salt Lake Tribune, Ajayi's LinkedIn profile indicated that he worked in IT for companies like Dell and Microsoft. Uh, his account has since been deactivated. So I, it seems to me like he was uh, working in tech support or IT, some form of that, at the time of, of this case. Mm-hmm. He's also an author, publishing a crime novel called Forge Identity. This he published last year, and according to Goodreads, the novel is about a man drawn to crime after witnessing gruesome murders at age 15. Do not anybody go out and buy that book. I think you can, there are ways to purchase that book online, but uh, let's not, let's not give this guy anything, credit for anything at all, because we're going to learn that this is a, a terrible terrible individual he is because of what they found on his property he is arrested and placed into custody regarding these items in this evidence when they arrest him are they charging him with mckenzie's murder ajayi has been charged with aggravated murder aggravated kidnapping and obstruction of justice so other than this evidence i guess in his fire pit um well, okay, so th- there's a couple things going on there from the different sources that I pulled. Yeah. Some sources indicate that there was there was ground that was freshly dug. Mm-hmm. I don't know if these items were burned and then placed in the ground or you know, partially placed in the ground. Sometimes people bury ashes or place them elsewhere. It feels like that that these items that they collected may have come from that ground and or his burn site, let's call it, his his fire pit out right. in his backyard. So he tried to burn stuff, remove it from whatever fire pit, and then bury it? Correct. And there's a lot more to learn about this sick individual. We'll get to that right after this quick beer break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I highly recommend that you give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com garage today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash garage. This show is proudly sponsored by BetterHelp. Check out BetterHelp.com garage today. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, 
language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners, get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com garage. Visit IXL.com garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com garage today. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need a pack of lunch, and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code truecrimegarage50 at factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. It takes you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. You'll step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Use your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. And customize your very own luxurious estate island 
Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. Collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. And you can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. All right. Cheers, mates. Cheers, Captain. Well, the Salt Lake City Police Chief Mike Brown said in a news conference that he was, quote, relieved and grief-stricken to report that Mackenzie Lewick's body was recovered. This was in Logan Canyon, about 85 to 90 miles north of Salt Lake City, north of Ajayi's property as well. And investigators were subsequently able to forensically confirm that it was the body of Mackenzie Lewick. She, from the very brief descriptions I could find, um, of course, there was some uh, evidence that, that the body or portions of the body had attempted to been burned at some point. And her, her hands were found bound behind her, tied behind her. Mm-hmm. So it's what's unclear here is if, in fact, Ajayi led them to this location because it seems to be quite a ways away from the space that they were looking at. But we do know that he was arrested. We do know that they found her body. It would seem to me that they probably turned the screws on him and they were able to get him to bring forth some information. He was also eventually charged with desecration of a body. This may have this charge may have been added after, in fact, finding her body. He is currently being held without bail. I couldn't find a uh, price for his his bond. It looks like they're not going to let that even be an option here for this case. Well, this is so recent that there's still developments happening. As we speak, there was developments yesterday. Yes, this was his first court appearance where he appeared via video. He was still located in the jail and he was not required to give a plea or actually say anything during that court proceeding. It's, it's a little confusing as to what's going on. I mean, this was just yesterday that that he had his first court appearance. We also don't have information regarding because police have not released a motive for the killing. Right. I think, you know, you and I having done this for a long time and, and listeners listening to the show, you, you don't have to, doesn't take a great imagination to come up with a possible motive here, but they've also not released how the two first came into contact with each other because this wasn't, as you said, this wasn't Mackenzie Luak. She went, went and was jogging in a park and Ajayi grabbed her up and abducted her, she was going to this hatch park to meet with him. So there was some type of relationship, friendship, or something going on there for her to meet him in the park that night. And it wasn't something that she was sharing with her friends or family. Because, again, 
per police statements to the public, they're, they were unaware right. that there was any type of reason for her to know this 31-year-old man. Yeah. Where where I think we, this this is terrible to say because this is such a horrible thing for uh, her family and such a, a tragedy and it just really a horrific individual that carried out whatever took place. Mm-hmm. But in some way, I really strongly feel that, that there has been a, a bullet that has been dodged here. And I say that because of some information that came out regarding Ajayi. This was from a contractor. Ajayi apparently hired a contractor mm-hmm. to come out to his house and to look at a space that he wanted to have outfitted. He wanted this space to be a soundproof secret room. And within this soundproof secret room, he wanted hooks. And the contractor says these hooks were, he wanted them above head height is were his words. The contractor found all of this to be very strange and, and, and weird. And it really didn't want any part of it. So the contractor was smart enough to ask some questions, you know, what is this secret room for? Who needs a secret room? To which Ajayi explains that he says, I, I need a room to hide alcohol, booze, and wine from my girlfriend who's very religious. And the contractor wanted <laughs> makes to know. zero sense. Well, I don't know that it makes zero sense, but it doesn't go along with a secret room. Well, it doesn't go soundproof. Lo- or- right, right. I, I, I don't mind the secret room. And what I have a problem with is when you go, yeah, I just want to put some booze, maybe some weed in there yeah, it's to, a, to hide it. It's a bad lie that he had to come up with. It's on the, the soundproof. Fly. Yes, it's the soundproof. Yeah, because the wine go. bottles aren't down there going, he's drinking us. <laughs> Depends on how much you're drinking. He wanted one of those um, thumbprint locks on the outside. <sighs> so so only he could enter it. So think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Thumbprint lock. That's, that's not like, that's so 100% like, oh, I can't accidentally leave the key lying around and somebody stumble into this room. Or I can't accidentally yeah. write down the combination and somebody discover the combination and decide that they're going to go and access this room. Uh, this is, they're going to have to have my thumb uh, to get into this soundproof secret room. The, it, the other horrible, terrifying thing to think about, too, is the the hooks that he wanted. That's for meat. That's for the meat. He wanted them placed above what the contractor said was head height. So the contractor says, well, what the hell are you going to use these these hooks for? To which Ajayi explains. Could you imagine being this guy, being the contractor? Oh, man. I mean, the, I want, the I want are, some hooks. Uh, where at? Uh, a little bit above head, head height. Well, we we just talked on off the record this week about the, the company that was going to go, come out and clean a car. And they find a bunch of blood in the car. Yeah. You know, it's... It, it's a, this weird, weird thing. Um, Ajayi, so regarding the hooks, the, the contractor's like, look, these hooks look terrible. 
one. And two, I don't know why anybody would need them to be this height. So what the hell are these hooks for? And Ajayi says that he wants to hang wine racks on the hooks so he can put, you know, wine bottles on the wine rack. The contractor, this is this seems to be like the deal breaker where oh, they he, lied and said that's for meats. She doesn't eat meat either. I gotta hide the meat. Well, this this seems to be the deal breaker for the contractor because I'm of course he's he's suspicious and weirded out by this whole project to begin with. Yeah. But when he hear when he hears, oh, you want to use the hooks for wine racks, the contractor just says, Look, instead of putting up these hooks, I'll just put wine racks up for you. To which Ajayi's like, no, I'm going to get the hooks and then I'll do the wine racks myself. (laughs) And so the contractor turns down the job. He's like, I don't want any part of whatever this is that's going on. It sounds to me like this took place months ago. Okay. Yeah, but hold on a second. So Ajayi's, right? That's how you say his name. Ajayi. Ajayi. You know, he had a strange, he had, fuck. Ajayi was married at one point and his ex-wife claims that he slashed her with a knife. But it also states here that Ajayi's home was a, a Airbnb since 2016. Yeah. And to which oddly enough, he is quoted as being a, an intelligent, respectful, nice host for the Airbnb. That's he. I mean, that's. Uh, could you, that makes me never want to stay in an Airbnb ever again, unless they want to sponsor some episodes, and then I'll say differently. But um, he offered accommodations in the basement of his home, mm-hmm. uh, right next, right next door to the soundproof wine room. Well, and he had a he did have a roommate for some time as well, and I believe this was after his marriage. I wonder regarding his the rape allegations, if that's why the marriage fell apart or if there was abuse or other things going on right with within that whole scenario. I don't know. It's 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 he's a weird individual and a scary individual, and that's why I say I think they're even though we have this horrible tragedy and, and it saddens me to my core, what happened with this young woman who had her whole life ahead of her, this was a promising young lady. You know, she was doing a lot of the right things. She maintained a close relationship with her parents and grandparents, even living in another state. Right. This was a good girl. And right. But even though this ended in tragedy and, and horribly, and as I said, it saddens me to my core. A, a bullet was dodged in the sense that this guy, in my opinion, I know that these are just, just a, started. The, th- these are just alleged charges at this point. You know, these are just charges. He's not actually been found guilty. He looks really freaking guilty to me, mm-hmm. and I'm sure to everybody else out there. This was a budding serial killer. This was, like you said, early stages. This is the, what this right. guy, I think, was pursuing. This doesn't mean it was the first one either. We do, we don't know. I mean, that, that's a very good point. You got you got this guy setting himself up, but put you know, let's do an Airbnb in my home. Let's let's set up this, uh, you know, secret room that's soundproof. 
Um, you know, he's on a lot of these meetup sites too. Is he on these meetup sites? And, and that's the, the, the look, cautionary tale, you know, surprise, surprise. Anybody can be whoever they want to be online. Mm-hmm. And he has a bunch of pictures where he is um, in his army uniforms. Mm. And and so what's strange is I, I don't know if he how much he did in the army. Well, you know what? I should be clear here. I'm looking through my notes, and, it, and I do have, it says, after several months of service. I don't know what that means because I have other sources saying that he was never trained, that he never technically did anything right. for the National Guard. So I, I don't know exactly what that means. But, yeah, you're right. The pictures of him in his his uniform. Well, think about this. You got this guy that is telling you, hey, uh, on one site he's saying, I'm a gym rat. I I was in the Army, right? I'm a, a buff guy. I'm... um." You know, I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. Just these simple things that that you can put out there on these dating sites or meetup sites. You and all you have to do is be able to come up with a couple decent lies, and then you just have to come up with some decent pictures to back up some of those lies. And that's kind of enough to get your foot in the door. That gets you texting somebody. And and I think that's kind of what he did. And, I mean, look, he has a self-published book on Amazon called For, uh, Forged Identity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is this a precursor, you know, like that he's just going to be, you know, creating whatever identity he wants. And therefore... um like, like I said, that gets you in the door. And then people will become vulnerable because here is this young lady that does not know who she's meeting. Mm-hmm. She All she can base it off of is shit information that he provided her. Right. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's It's not facts. It's shit information it's stuff he came up with or however he chooses to present himself one one case that that has and will always fascinate me but i don't care what anybody says out there it would be the chances of it being solved i think are are so slim to none that i'm willing to go and say zero percent here but the jack the ripper case is one that you know that i i i get wrapped up into it right for a few weeks or a few months every year, I get pulled back in. I think I'm out, and then they pull me back in. But one thing that I've always tried to point out to anybody when, you know, there's websites and books that you can go to regarding the Ripper case where they'll list as many as 30 or 40, maybe even 50 potential suspects. But a huge problem that you have with that case is back in the 1800s, even though this was the late 1800s in a lot of places in this world, you were whoever you said you were. It wasn't like you had to walk around and show documentation in, in three three forms of ID. If I walked into a, a, an English pub in, in 1888 and said that I'm John Brown, Mm-hmm. that's who I was. 
and I could live under that assumed name for a long period of time. In a sense, that's similar to what we're looking at here. It's He's on the internet. Who knows what, what websites or how that they connected at any point, but in a sense, he, he could have just been whoever he said he was to her or to anybody else out there. Well, and also, like, I mean, just with social media, it's not even just meetup sites. But you hashtag something, so you start working out, you hashtag, you know, fitness, whatever. People start following you. Uh, there's several people that, you know, I follow online or they follow me online, and, and we don't know each other. Um, I'm not meeting up this person. I'm not going to meet up with this person at 3 a.m. Um, that is risky behavior. You know, if you're going to meet up with somebody that you haven't met, even like with online dating, it's like you know, meet at a public place, you know, uh, meet up with friends. What's so wrong with that? But I think we have kind of two things going on now. We have, you know, who people think we are in real life and our friends and family and blah, blah, blah. And then we have this other world uh, online. And that too many times has actually kept a secret from the real world. And uh, I'm sure now that they have her, her phone and they have or they're able to get into these social networks uh, that the police are going to be able to find other things that they're connected with. But it's a cautionary tale you need you know if you're speaking with people online and you plan on meeting them maybe tell some people you know well and the other thing too is it's very obvious whatever was going on there that the two that mckenzie and ajayi did not have the same understanding of what that meeting was for okay there's you know, McKenzie did, didn't know what this guy had planned, had no clue who this guy was. And when we say that, that law enforcement has not released how they believe the two were connected or what the motive for these crimes were, it may just be as simple as this individual, Ajayi, is a, a sadist, is a homicidal maniac. And that he was a budding serial killer. I think that everything points to that. And that is the the motive is he's an evil individual and he was looking to kill somebody. And he was looking to kill a woman, in my opinion. Yeah. And and we can say, look, there's some connection to the victim and the murderer, but in a sense, what he's doing is he's trying to go out there and secure a stranger. Because we all know that stranger on stranger crimes are very difficult for investigators. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like Bruce MacArthur up in Canada. Right. It's the same type of thing, but in, you know, it's very similar to Dahmer, mm -hmm. similar to Bundy as well. Yeah, just uh, a different some, different method of securing a stranger right. who's going to be your victim, who right, you're going to victimize. Right, back in the day, like you said, you can walk into a bar. Who are you? You're John Brown. You can be whoever the freak you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. And now you can do that online, so it's it's a it's a place for predators, and you have to be careful. And and I I can't say this enough. 
that everybody needs to be on the understanding that there's always going to be a motive when there's a female involved and when the when there's a female victim you don't like you said you don't have to look too far to figure out what the motive possibly was and you got to be careful you have to protect yourself you have to tell your friends what's going on you got to tell people who you're talking to and if you if you think this guy is cute and you want to meet up with him say hey I'm going to bring a couple of my friends you bring a couple of your friends let's meet up at a bar if they don't want to do that screw them not worth your time well and remember when we interviewed John Douglas what he was saying is in his opinion most of these guys and when he's saying these guys he's referring to serial offenders and serial killers that he has interviewed real pieces of he says shit. he says that in his opinion what most of these guys want is to be able to hold their victim captive for a long period of time and most of the time they the result is murder because they don't have that ability or, or cannot do that for whatever reason. Right. This is no different than what we saw with the Jamie Kloss case. Yeah. Where she was held captive for a long period of time. That's what Ajayi was attempting to do with a secret soundproof room accessed only by a thumbprint lock and hooks on the walls above above head height. So it's he's he's a scary scary individual that was apprehended not early enough it's it's a little i mean it's very disturbing and i wish he really would have got brought up on charges of of rape i don't know what what fully made that case fall apart but i, I just worry that even if he would have done some time for that he would have come out and picked up where he left off. Yeah, he had an agenda, and that agenda was going to happen. And I hope they're strongly looking into this guy's background and his his whereabouts, and if he has mm-hmm. could be connected to anything else. Because what little we know about this guy is very scary. the 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 attempting of of building this secret room, the abduction of a young woman. Well, and here's then, what we do And know. then the the concealing, going through all that efforts to conceal the remains. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, and that's a big thing. Somehow this guy manipulated his way into a situation where he's meeting somebody that, for all we know, this is the first time they met at a park very late at night. And she's going to get into his car. He can control that situation her body's then found pretty far from his property. You wonder, and like you said, discarding of some of the evidence, you just kind of wonder, it's like, is this his first time? Right. And that's why I say, I I think you're onto something there. And I hope that they really look strongly into his background. And if he is currently talking See what else you can get him to talk about. Yeah, and I, I have a little suggestion. I think they should make a little room and put hooks a little bit higher than head height. Stick them on the hooks. Get him talking. Maybe he can confess to something that he did prior or some of the sick thoughts he's been having, and this guy should never be let out of jail. 
No, he he is somebody that regardless of if he's done or been guilty of anything before what took place last month, he's somebody that should never, ever be let out of prison. This guy will always be a threat if he is in society. Join us back here in the garage tomorrow for a new case. Until then, be good, be kind, and don't litter. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.